You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, we did a story over the weekend regarding the situation with the Washington Bridge. I'm going to refer you to DePietro.com because we have more info than anyone else. And it started on Saturday that I was speaking with a number of different individuals. And as a result of that, we did a posting on the website McKee Nightmare, can 195 be saved? So sources, rumors are flying that the future of 195, since it was shut down, now there's been a lot of rumors about that since it was shut down back on December 11th, Monday night at 5 o'clock. But suddenly two words being tossed around, full demo, as in full demolition. So it may be too far gone to be saved, and instead a new bridge would have to be built. So now Governor McKee's been laying low. He won't talk about it. And I was saying that it would obviously be a huge inconvenience. People in East Providence want answers. Who knows how long something like that would would cost and what would be involved in it? All unknowns. So I was comfortable with the story. We posted it on Saturday. So Saturday night, the mayor of East Providence, Mayor De Silva, he saw the posting on depetro.com. So what did he do? Did he say, oh, that's absolutely not the, the truth? I know what's going on there? No. Did he say, oh, that's, I, I know for a fact, I no. What did the mayor of East Providence do? He called DOT director Peter Alvidi at home on Saturday night. And then as a result of that, the mayor of East Providence, Bob De Silva, uh, put out a statement saying he wanted to dispel some of the rumors about the 195 Washington Bridge. So, and again, folks, you can read this on the website to petro.com. And so I also then, I wrote about this Sunday as a result of him doing this posting. And some of the things that I mentioned that I picked up on is number one, if the mayor of East Providence was so confident, why did he call the DOT director on Saturday night? Number two, why did he feel the need to post that he, quote, wanted to dispel rumors? Number three, when he spoke with the DOT director, the DOT director confirmed they're still collecting data and did not dismiss the notion that it may be a complete demolition, thus confirming the story we had on DePetro.com. Number three, the mayor of East, number four, the mayor of East Providence goes on to say, if that's decided, I think it'll be the correct decision. Now, the mayor of East Providence, Mayor Bob De Silva, he was a close McKee ally. He didn't call McKee. He called Alvidi at home. And I want to back up for a moment. Everything that I just laid out for you, the mayor sees the posting on DePetro.com. The mayor is now going out and about, and people are starting to say, hey, did you see DePetro.com? What can you tell us about that? The mayor is uncertain the mayor doesn't trust governor mckee i don't blame him who left him in the dark completely in the dark as he did mayor smiley when they closed the bridge back in mid-december or almost about mid-december so as a result of that um what what was peter alvini supposed to say so he calls the dot director at home on saturday night this past saturday night what, what exactly was Alvidi supposed to say? What, there was only one answer for Peter Alvidi to say. And that's number one, get off the phone with the Silva. And number two, just don't commit to anything. Saying, you know, we're still looking at the data. I don't know. We don't know if it's going to be a complete demolition of the bridge. Could be. What, what, let me just step back for a moment. What was Alvidi? What was Peter supposed to say? Oh, yeah, by the way. Um, you didn't hear this from me, but yeah, it's going to be a complete demolition. Or how about this? Oh yeah. Sorry about that, mayor. We meant to find you and reach you. Um, it looks like when, when he called the TOT director on Saturday night, there was only one answer for the, if he wants to remain the DOT director, you know, that governor McKee must be like, don't say a word to anybody. But now I want to back up for a moment. The mayor of East Providence has every right to ask these questions. And I think it it speaks volumes 
that the trust is broken down for those that don't travel that area east bay 195 the washington bridge right now it's it's very unpredictable traffic sometimes you could fly through with no problems other times it can take an hour it's totally unpredictable which makes it very difficult very frustrating very stressful for people people are trying to go pick up a child at daycare is are they going to breeze through or is it going to be a 40 minute delay remember governor mckee's trying to frame this as oh that's just an inconvenience governor mckee says how long does it it normally take you to get from point a to point b and then maybe someone says well i leave work it takes me about 20 minutes to get over to where i have to you know whatever and governor mckee says how long did it take this time and the person says well it took 45 minutes and, the, and governor mckee says oh so give or take you would you would inconvenienced about 20 minutes because it was going to take you that much that that's that's not the right way to look at it people map out how long it's going to take so now the mayor of east providence he writes no decisions have been reached directed alviti has assured me top bridge engineering are looking into the bridge structure this is the mayor of east providence again this is all on dipetro.com i hope and pray it does not show a need to replace the bridge if it does replacing the bridge will be the correct decision to make who who would how do you know that how how do you know mayor how long it's going to take how do you know that's the correct decision how who knows how to who knows how expensive this is going to be Oh, really? That would be the correct decision? What if it takes three years? I, I, I think it says a lot. I stand by the reporting. We broke this on Saturday. The mayor then came out. He was asked by numerous people, rumors he's hearing because of DePetro.com, so much that he called the DOT director, Peter Alviti, at home Saturday night. And what is Director Elvi? What is, I come back to, what was exactly he supposed to say? There's only one answer to given that situation. Oh, uh, you know, we don't know. We're still looking at it, Mr. Mayor. Like I said, what was he, what was he maybe going to say? What was he going to say? Yeah, we forgot to tell you. Or Governor McKee told me not to tell you. But yes, it's going to have to be a complete demo. He can't say that. He's not going to say that. He wouldn't say that no he wanted to get off the phone and the way to get off the phone to say we're going through it we're still collecting reviewing we haven't decided anything but i am hearing complete demolition that's what i'm hearing so folks you are listening to the john DePietro show the lodge pub and eatery 40 breakneck hill road in lincoln lunch dinner drinks in the lounge especially this time of year so much going on they always have a nice crowd right there full bar large dining area right there in the lounge easy to get to whether it's lunch or dinner a great meal is waiting for you at the lodge pub and eatery think of this since 1994 that's right celebrating the big anniversary this year i'll see you at the lodge pub and eatery 40 breakneck hill road in Lincoln. You're listening to the John DePietro show. Friday night was a rough one. Friday night, it was freezing. But where were we on the scene live stream? We were in Pawtucket, a young mother, mother of two. She was having problems with an ex. And he broke into uh, either her home or business she had to have a no contact order placed on him his name mike fernandez and instead she also posted something on social media saying women need to teach their boys how to treat women better so they don't grow up uh, problematic so to speak men and friday night if you haven't seen it it's on dipetro.com it's on our youtube channel it's on our Facebook page, but she was, and according to police, he's the suspect that they've charged with it. He murdered her Friday night, right in Pawtucket, eight o'clock. She came out of her salon. He was on the sidewalk and he shot her and killed her in the head. I want to play two TikToks that we did 
uh, about the story that happened. Again, this tragic, horrible situation, totally preventable, but happened Friday night in Pawtucket. Shocking story out of Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Gunned down right outside of a salon, a young mother of two. Now, we were right there on the scene live stream. Yep. The woman's name, Jocelyn Dakudo. There she is. Beautiful, successful, mother of two. There's the vigil outside of her salon. So Friday night, January 19th, she comes out and was literally executed right there on the sidewalk. The hunt is on right now. Police searching for her killer. Now, what's interesting is she had been posting even that day about toxic relationships and being stalked by exes. She even did a posting on Friday saying, mothers, you need to raise your sons better so then they don't stalk women as they get older. Police right now, massive manhunt for the killer. But you have a successful woman, early 30s, mother of two, coming out of her salon that she runs. And the killer was waiting for her and killed her right there on the sidewalk, Pawtucket, Rhode Island, on Friday night. January 19th, Jocelyn DeCudo. Do people do enough to protect women from exes? Look at that posting of someone stalking her. On the scene live stream, we were there. Hunt right now on for the killer. Well, it sure seems that the police did find the person they were looking for. Now, it's also interesting. I haven't covered a scene like that in a while where she was completely dead on the sidewalk they did not even attempt an ambulance they didn't even attempt to move her and as we were broadcasting the police they did the best they could but they just put a sheet over the body this is also the latest update now again on uh, tiktok regarding the fact that they they have someone in custody and they've charged him with her murder we have an update and arrest the brutal homicide of the young mother of two there she is Jocelyn, who did it? There he is. Mikey Fernandez. There's Jocelyn with Mike. her two children. It was Friday night. Now, we've learned there was a no-contact order. Yep. There she is. Lovely mother of two. Ran her own salon. Look at the beautiful tattoos of her children. She had a no-contact order on him. Go away. Instead, police have charged him domestic murder. He waited for her. Pawtucket, Rhode Island, right outside her hair salon she runs. And when she came out, he met her on the sidewalk, oh. basically executed her. Oh. What is wrong with these men? Go away. It was supposed to be a no-contact order. Instead, Jocelyn DeCudo, right there, killed Friday night, domestic murder. That man, Mickey Fernandez, look at her two beautiful children Mikey. leave behind. Again, she had complained that he was stalking her, harassing her. How many women go through this? A lot. Should laws be strengthened? Yes. What could be done? Yeah, real brave guy. Domestic murder. Mother of two. Oh. Killed outside her salon that she ran. This horrific execution-style murder. Pawtucket, Rhode Island. We were there on the scene live stream. She was an entrepreneur. She also, to her credit, um, so apparently she lived in Central Falls, had a salon in Pawtucket. Uh, I didn't know her, by the way. We're covering the story. Sometimes I have to explain that to people. Because we're covering it, um, I, I just, and I'm not sure what to make of that. But maybe because we cover it so in-depth and we were first with it and we broke so much news with the story, I then, I have people that reach out to me and say, now, did you know the family? Did you not? No, I didn't know her. Um, I, I mean, it's it's horrible. But again, we have video, everything up. On the website, of course, to Petro.com. Folks, we were working all weekend long, as a matter of fact. I was out there Friday night uh, over two hours. It, it wasn't cold. It was freezing outside. But you had, number one, a murder, and, and then number two, I mean, I just, I haven't seen anything like that. She posted, I haven't seen anything where you have the victim lying right there on the sidewalk and that they just put a sheet over when the when the ambulance arrived there was no point to even there was no point to even bring her into an ambulance because she was brutally executed right there by the way he fired multiple multiple rounds this guy's a total nutcase but i posted if you check 
she posted, if you're a mother to a son, please love him correctly and instill the understanding of emotional intelligence so he can, at very least, not grow to be a man with mommy issues, literally terrorize women due to his inability of regulating his emotions. So she posted that on Friday. It's possible it triggered him. And then he killed her Friday night. But um, she was very involved in the community. And she was a stylist, devoted mother. She also, she had a YouTube channel um, she was trying to do to share her perspective. She was big on the word slay, uh, slay your perspective. And then in the middle of that, she had these very disturbing posts about men stalking her. And she did um, have uh, apparently at least one that we know of. But good work by the Pawtucket police. They they had him in custody, person of interest, and they've charged him with that murder of the young mother. She was apparently living in Central Falls, had a salon in Pawtucket. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. All your oil needs, make it Henry Oil. Call Henry Oil today, 401 521 Zero two hundred reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Call Henry Oil today. Fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery. It's Henry Oil residential, commercial fuel oil delivery since 1947. They also have budget plans, service contracts, lack, lock, and cap pricing. You can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today. 401 521 0200 serving most of rhode island in southeastern mass we got a long way to go with winter make sure that tank is filled call henry oil today 401-521-0200 henry oil a local family-run business since 1947 that you can depend on for all your oil needs call henry oil today 401-521-0200 you're, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. There he was in court, the coward himself. His name, Mike Fernandez. What a despicable individual accused of killing that woman right there in Pawtucket outside of her salon. Listen to this report from NBC10. Well, the suspect's attorney entered no plea on his behalf while the accused killer screams out he's guilty. Oh. 34-year-old Michael Fernandez sobbed as he was dragged into Providence District Court today. He's being charged with shooting and killing his ex-girlfriend, Jocelyn DeCudo, outside her hair salon in Pawtucket Friday night. Zero. Police rushed to 430 Central Street Friday night and found her suffering from multiple gunshot wounds. She was pronounced dead on the scene. The victim's devastated friends and family placed candles and flowers outside her business over the weekend. Dakuto was known for hair braiding and was an ambassador for black culture. She spoke to NBC10 in 2017 as she pushed Rhode Island lawmakers to deregulate hair braiding. It's something I love to do. A friend who didn't want to show her face on camera says her death doesn't feel real. This is devastating. I I, I woke up to a nightmare. Fernandez is facing four felony charges, including domestic murder. He's also facing a misdemeanor charge for violating a no-contact order with this ex-girlfriend. The victim leaves behind two children. You know, what an absolute zero this guy is. And you could hear him wailing and crying in the background. And uh, he had to actually literally be held up by the sheriffs. Just absolutely horrible. How do you pull off a crime like that? But here's the problem. She was being stalked. By a complete lunatic. You could hear it there. Him crying in the court. First he was screaming he's sorry. Then he was asking how she was. Then he was saying it was an accident. Then he was saying he's guilty. And then they won't even let him plead guilty. They're saying he needs a mental evaluation. I had heard. I had heard he had already spent some time at Butler. He had broken in. I mean you just feel terrible. This woman was being terrorized by this complete maniac. 
who can't even uh, have control over his own emotions as he's standing there. You don't see that a lot. A lot of times you would expect that maybe from some of the family or the friends or things like that. But to then realize that that Jocelyn DeCudo lost her life because of that zero, I just think it, it just seems makes it even worse. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Propane Plus, call them today. Heating and cooling in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209 in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Three generations you can always depend on Propane Plus for all your heating and cooling. Call them today, 401-885-4209. Three generations, they're available 24-7 service and delivery and they're going to serve you for a very long time they have a great user-friendly website you just log on at propaneplus.com and then you type in your zip code residential commercial propane plus heating and cooling always there for you give them a call today in rhode island 401-885-4209 in massachusetts 508-252-3359 the johnson family three generations heating and cooling you can always depend on propane plus you're listening to the john DePietro show um well it's the new hampshire primary uh used to be a big deal not so sure now seems that it is um well i'm just not convinced in fact, that we have any type of real race. Um, it would seem right now that unless we find out something differently, that now it's just it's just a matter of time. All the momentum without question is with President Trump. I, I see no evidence that this is going any other way than he's the nominee. And so it's going to say that the people have spoken. We'll see. Now we'll find out just how close it could be in New Hampshire. But I, I think the New Hampshire primary is, it's just not what it used to be because of this is an, an unusual equation where president trump it's it's almost like he's running for re-election in in many ways so let's pick up some of the sound though um it'll still be the press is all up there they're still hoping for a lot of coverage i don't think a lot of people are going to pay attention the way they have in the past but let's play it out anyway politics finally it's arrived the new hampshire primary it's underway as you can see right here from tony's live shot the voters they're arriving and they are casting their ballots. Some people even lined up before this polling place opened at 6 a.m. They are ready to go in New Hampshire. The first voting was just under midnight in the small town of Dixville Notch, a long-standing tradition. All six voters there chose Nikki Haley. But as you know, she's going to need a whole lot more than that to beat former President Trump who's way far ahead in all of the polls. The former president has been racking up endorsements from former opponents who showed up to support him yesterday. A big win here by Trump would effectively lock up his nomination. Tony is leading our coverage in Manchester, New Hampshire. Tony, nobody better at interacting with folks on the ground. Good morning. What are you hearing? (laughs) Just a regular guy talking to regular voters. Good morning, Vlad, and welcome to the McDonough School, home of the Mustangs on a good day. And today... Home of the vote here in Ward 4, Manchester. The question on people's minds, can Nikki Haley pull off a political miracle? Many Americans, of course, dreading what feels like an increasingly likely rematch between President Biden and Donald Trump. But hold on a second, not before the good people of New Hampshire have their say, which is why we're here at a polling place, open since 6 a.m. and immediately busy. We got to talk to some of those earliest risers who told us They simply couldn't wait to cast their ballot. And I can feel that excitement in the room every moment that goes by. By law, the campaigning has to stop at the door outside. And after nearly $80 million of political ads here in New Hampshire alone, the voters behind me get to shut out the noise and make their choice. We were also, by the way, in Laconia, New Hampshire. That was last night for Trump's final event before Election Day. 
Less a rally, he said, more a, quote, large packed room and a rather odd way to end things in a basement low ceilinged at a lakeside resort. But I do say the room was at capacity and the former president is asking his voters to turn out today, not treat this as a done deal, which is something former Governor Nikki Haley is also urging of her supporters. I just like many of you, I just don't see it. Um, I almost feel obligated to cover it. But I don't feel, uh, uh, even if she wins New Hampshire, I, I, I don't know where the road is going forward because he's so strong. And I think one person will be gone probably tomorrow. Yeah. And the other one will be gone in November. And he's been bolstered by the support from many of his former GOP rivals. Four more years! I have watched the political class line up with Donald Trump. I have fought the political class all my life. But former Ambassador Nikki Haley insists she's still got a fighting chance to close the gap on Trump. It is go time. Pouring beers and holding babies, she barnstormed the state, searching for every last vote and focused on independence, still trying to decide. That pitch worked on Jackie Huckins, who was on the fence until she saw Haley at T-Bone's Great American Eatery in Concord. Definitely voting for Nikki Haley. So you made up your mind right here in this booth after meeting her and asking her questions. Correct. That is the New Hampshire way. But not all independent voters are one and the same. Independent voters, I believe, will break both for Trump and I'd say against Trump, which is really a Nikki Haley vote. If Nikki Haley doesn't do well here, is it difficult for her to make the case that she could have a path somewhere else? If Nikki Haley does not do well in New Hampshire, I think they have to really reassess whether or not she can win anywhere. And the New Hampshire Secretary of State is projecting record turnout in this primary. And one reason why, Tony, is that it's kind of warm. It's a balmy 28 degrees here in Manchester. We didn't need gloves or hats coming in this morning. So they're expecting that voters can come all day, not be deterred by by the weather like they were. Even if she gets independence, even if she then just becomes the anti-Trump vote, I, I don't see, I don't see the path forward. I think the party has spoken, whether people like it or not. I think the party is going to be behind President Trump. Now we're going to find out. Nikki Haley could do well enough to continue her march. Um, she's from South Carolina. Maybe this does become. Now it's it's really just down to her and President Trump. Is there enough of the anti-Trump vote to make her viable? I want to check in with uh, the Today Show and Steve Kornacki. Here he is. Um, Oh, hold on. Sorry. Sorry, folks. Just had it. I'll pull it up right now. I, I, um, well, I think that will answer a lot of questions. But even then, I'm just not sure how much of a reprieve or how much it really speaks to how she can do. NBC National Political Correspondent Steve Kornacki, both of you, good morning. morning. They do a lot of tracking polls in New Hampshire. We've got one that's just in this morning. Who's got the momentum? Yeah, I mean, you can see, look, Donald Trump in this daily tracking poll. They've done this every day since the Iowa caucuses has hit 60% in the final one. This is NBC 10, Suffolk University, 60 for Trump, 38 for Haley. Uh, We've seen surprises in a few past New Hampshire primaries, uh, but of this scale to come in down this margin and pull off a win, this would be a surprise for the ages if Haley is able to pull this out today. New Hampshire sometimes does surprise because of the large number of undeclared voters who can come in, not Democrat voters, but undeclared who want to say, I'll take a Republican ballot and then they can vote. Nikki Haley needs independents to come out in droves and go for her in a big, big way. Exactly. That is really the backbone of her strategy. And take a look now. If you take a look at the breakdown we just showed you the poll. These are the Republicans. These are the registered Republicans. And look at that lead Trump has, 42 points over Nikki Haley. And then the independents, Haley actually 12 points ahead of Trump among independents. But the reality is this. Yes, independents make up a bigger share in New Hampshire than anywhere else. She's got to get that number, 
percent, 70 percent, something like this. And frankly, among Republicans, that number's too low. It's got to tick up closer to 30 points. It would take a gain of 20 here and a gain of about five here. That could put her in the game. It's a very tall order, but that's what it would take. She's got a big time run the table here in New Hampshire. And then what? Because the map is not getting any easier for her, even though the next primary about a month away is in her home state. Trump outpolls her there as well. You're absolutely right, Savannah. Look, this is the last stand for Nikki Haley. It's the last stand for the never Trumpers effectively as well. What would she need to do to go on to South Carolina? She would need to come in, I am told, with a single digit margin. And I don't think that's going to happen. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Do you need a good plumber? I found the best plumber JMB Plumbing. Call them today. All your plumbing needs. 401 743 9153. JMB Plumbing. They've been providing plumbing services for years. Skilled professionals stand behind their work. Guarantee you will be happy. Maybe it's repairing damaged water pipes, repair clogged pipelines, maybe replace a, a water heater, as well as all your plumbing needs. Call them now. It's JMB Plumbing, 401 743 9153. Nothing throws off your life or your home or your business. When you need plumbing service, you need someone reliable, someone who's professional, someone who'll handle the job and do it right. It's JMB Plumbing. Call them today. 401-743-9153, JMB Plumbing, and look for them on Facebook. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, you may or may not know by now, but we broke the news over the weekend. You can read it all at DePietro.com. I did a special live stream on Sunday where I explained exactly what was happening. I take, I want to be very clear. I take no joy in this, but you have a right to know, and we're talking about what they're looking at now is full, complete demolition of the Washington Bridge, the 195 project. And they would have to build a new bridge. So we broke the story on Saturday. We followed it up on Sunday. I then did a live stream. Again, you can see all of this on the website, topedro.com. The rest of the media were unsure what to make of it because they didn't know anything about it. Yesterday, or I should say on Monday, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, Coach McKee, held a last-second press conference with the DOT director and essentially confirmed the story on topedro.com. So, folks, again, I want to be very clear. I mean, this is, you know, not, I take no joy in any of this. But what you also need to know is Governor McKean knew about this last Tuesday when he delivered his State of the State. He never said a word about it. He's kind of been out of sight a little bit. I'm sure they're not sure exactly what to do. He's frozen. They recognize the magnitude of something like this. How long would it take? How expensive would it be? I think we're talking in the billions. This could be a several-year project. The traffic is getting worse. It's not getting better. And so let's play a little bit of Governor McKee taking the microphone and confirming the story on DePetro.com. The short notice for joining us today, and uh, I uh, do believe that uh, updates are in order and uh, and are kind of being called for, so we want to make sure that, that uh, the updates are provided to uh, the people who live in the state of Rhode Island. So he tried to treat it as if, oh, we, we're just here doing a an update, but the fact of the matter is they haven't done an update in a while. They were doing an update because of the posting on DePetro.com. Uh, and thanks to the media for being a, being here today, along with Director Alvidi, uh, you know. On short notice, this was suddenly, like, within the hour, they realized, all right, words leaking out, talking about a full demolition. We better try to try to spin this thing. That's really what happened. We There are updates. We want to let people know that it'll be a, if it's been a while, there's updates on the web, website at DOT. And, uh, but we want to take the opportunity today to answer questions regarding ongoing work on the Washington Bridge. 
So right now, expert engineers are doing a thorough review of the bridge, and that work is ongoing as we speak. We want Rhode Islanders to know that the direction we take with this project will be driven by the facts uh, we get from the expert engineers. No final decisions can or will be made until we have all the facts from the engineers. And once again, I want to thank the people of Rhode Island for the patience as we work to get the bridge open as quickly as possible and as safely as possible. Safety being the key word. With that, I'll turn it over to Director Alvidi. He'll give some updates and answer your questions. Director? You know, and with that, <clears throat> Governor McKee quickly went off to the side. That is um, so unsatisfactory. Now, in fairness, folks, it was a short notice. Otherwise, as I've written about and talked about, all you have to do is this thing really kicked into motion over the weekend. And then what really kicked into motion was the mayor of East Providence, Mayor Bob De Silva. He posted about uh, DePetro.com. And then as a result of that, that's he, he posted that he called Director Alvidi. I've kind of spoken about this Saturday night at home. And that's the first time the mayor of East Providence learned that it sure sounds like they're going in the direction of full demolition. And I also want to just comment that you have to realize they wouldn't be having this press briefing and wouldn't be talking extensively about this if they weren't 90 to 95 percent already on their way. So... um there, listen, there's there's a lot that's unknown. There's a lot of unanswered questions. I don't have an answer why the media never, during their question and answer, never asked the director of the DOT about that Saturday night phone call. Because as I've written about, that was, um, to me, that showed a lot. It showed that the mayor of East Providence has been left out of the loop it shows the lack of trust how things have really broken down with Governor McKee and someone that was considered a, a big ally of his in the mayor of East Providence. East Providence seems to be ground zero. They're facing the most impact right now. That could shift. And I just I, I was shocked, actually, that no one in the media. Now, granted, it was short notice. I thought someone would have asked, certainly would have been a fair question. The whole reason that the governor and the director were even having the press conference was because of what the mayor of East Providence posted. And then no one even asked about, I mean, I, I fully don't get that. I have, I don't have an answer on that. I have no idea why they would not say, director, can you tell us about, you know, the conversation with the mayor of East Providence? Um, the mayor of East Providence called him. That doesn't mean the mayor of Providence now was also left in the dark. So let's play a little bit of the director. He's in a tough spot. Director Alvidi trying to answer some questions from the press, although I thought the press was pretty feeble in their questioning. But let's see if we can play a little bit of this. Oh, yes. Yeah, as I said, there in the initial phases of this, we're building components of this bridge that we'll be using, regardless of what how we reconstruct the remaining portion of it. Patrick, director, two-part question. One, it sounds from like what you're saying that as inspectors have gotten in there, the engineers have gotten in there and looked at the components of this bridge, mm -hmm. it, they've found things that uh, appear worse than initially uh, we thought a month ago when we were first in this room. So what did you say, if, if that is accurate, that they have found it, that the condition is worse than you thought, and then two, if a full reconstruction is needed, what's the time frame on how long that would take? Yeah, so I'm, I'm not going to speculate on the, the scope of additional deficiencies that they found until we have their complete report in. I think we owe it to them and we owe it to the public to report on things that we know rather than the things we speculate. And likewise, with the schedule, depending upon the scope of deficiency that they find, that will determine how long it's going to take to rebuild. Director, is there a new, the, the original timeline, I think, was three months, and I think last week you told Gene Valicente 
Yeah, I think the information that we're receiving and that ultimately the finality of the analyses and reports and, and um, uh, inspections that they're doing will help us define the scope and that will help us define how long it's going to take. I assure you of this, that whatever the scope of the work, we will be using accelerated and phased construction to get lanes reopened as quickly as possible. But it's still indefinite based on this. It's indefinite as, as of now, and we'll keep you abreast as the analysis progresses. Uh, folks, I mean, they don't know. They don't know. I give Peter credit. He's very skilled. But the real answer, they, they actually now don't have a timeline. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. When it comes to insurance, you need a neighbor, a partner, and friend. You need Shoppa Insurance Agency. They're located right on Reservoir Avenue in Cranston. Call today, free consultation, 401-900-INSU, 401-900-4678, Shoppa Insurance, SIA. Stephen, very experienced, whether it's auto, home, renters, business insurance, flood, recreational, umbrella, any other protection for your assets, Rhode Island of Massachusetts, Shoppa Insurance Agency, your agency of choice. Call today, set up a meeting. They're so knowledgeable, can have everything under one roof. Call Shoppa Insurance today, 401-900-INSU or 401-900-4678. Look for them on Facebook, again, located Reservoir Avenue in Cranston, Shoppa Insurance Agency, your neighbor, your partner, your friend, one-stop insurance solutions. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. All right, let's go with some of the sound from the Sunday shows. Again, um, listen, I wish that it would be nice it was a competitive primary in New Hampshire. It's not. Um, I just don't know where this is going to go as far as even if Nikki Haley does well. It just seems President Trump has too much momentum. Let's go to this week. There, there are three people in this race still, not really. supposedly. <laughs> we'll just I, I think the DeSantis, DeSantis campaign ended in Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. Does, it's does, a two-person race. He's taking a break. DeSantis last is he gone this week? Yes. It's, it's very possible. We saw him cancel He's a couple out. of media interviews. It's very possible that he looks at the results. And People really don't do he that. He canceled on the press. <laughs> and he's been saying that his biggest regret was not doing more media. And so there's a very strong chance that he looks at the results in New Hampshire and decides that this is his chance to get out of the race and preserve his options for 2028 and beyond. And, and that's what he looks like he's doing. He's looking Although, way far beyond 2024 at this point looking towards 2028 and DeSantis yeah, I mean, staying in the race actually helps trump because if he gets out those books for, that, absolutely that's absolutely right it's, it's, it's interesting i was in iowa last week and i asked a lot of trump supporters who about DeSantis, uh has he been ruining his chances for 2028 by staying in this race a lot of them told me yes that they used to like him and they no longer like him because of the campaign that he's run but no look i mean i was at his election night party we were talking about this in the green room and it felt like there was just a total break in reality. I mean, the, the DeSantis campaign, all his allies, they were cheering. He had visited 99 counties, right. not won a single one. Uh, and yet they were cheering like they had won this great victory. It just felt like they're, it's really hard to see his path. If yeah. he can't do well in Iowa, then where is he going to do well? And after months of guaranteeing a victory there. Exactly. Right. Very distant. Yeah. Listen, he had a strategy. He went all in in Iowa. It didn't happen. Um, it's not going to happen. And when they were having that discussion, it was the fact that he had not dropped out as of as of yet. And then obviously he he did, in fact, um, drop out. But this, um, you know, then you have people at the Biden campaign saying that Biden Harris, you know, the polls show that they're underperforming with black voters. Martha Raddatz 
was uh, who I like does a good job was asking the Biden campaign about this with black voters compared to 2020 exit poll. South Carolina Congressman Jim Clyburn has said he is very concerned about this. Vice President Harris, I know you just saw that, told Mary the campaign has responded to the black community's needs. But if that's the case, why has support for President Biden dipped? Look, I think what a lot of people are expressing uh, is urgency. Uh, they sense a sense of urgency because of the threat that Republicans pose uh, to, you know, America right now. And that's precisely why the president and the vice president are running for re-election uh, to make sure that that doesn't happen. When it comes to African-American voters, I want to be very clear about this, that no administration has done as much for the African-American community as President Biden and Vice President Harris. <clears throat> We're talking about black wealth being up 60 percent, the racial wealth gap being the lowest as it has ever been in recorded history. We have to continue to take this message directly to African-American voters, and our campaign has done that. We've come out of the gate with very large buys targeted at African-American voters, organizing in their communities to send a clear signal that, one, we don't take them for granted. Two, we recognize that we need to earn their support in this campaign and communicate with them all the ways in which this administration uh, has all the work that this administration has done to make their lives better. And that has to also be in juxtaposition to the contrast of what you know, the Republicans are putting forward. There is going to be a choice in this election, and we have the choice about all the things that I just laid out that President Biden and Vice President Harris have done for the African-American community, and what's on the Republican side, which is ripping away health care, pledging to repeal the ACA that would drive uh, African-American um, insured rates through the roof. And, um, and so Fox that's the choice that African-American voters are going to have. There's no way this guy remains... In my as the spokesperson, I mean, you don't hear any energy there at all. And the the fact, you know, this whole business, there's there's nothing going their way. They they are all in that they feel that they can that President Biden can beat President Trump. Period. That's the plan. He did it in 2020. They think he'll do it in 24. Listen to this piece where they caught up with the vice president, Kamala Harris, in South Carolina. That's their whole plan. They feel that President Biden can defeat President Trump. Joe Biden's age and fitness for office is growing. We asked Vice President Kamala Harris about that when we spent the day with her in the first Democratic primary state of South Carolina. She brushed it off and defended her running mate's mental sharpness. I spent a lot of time with President Biden, be it in the Oval Office, in the Situation Room, and other places. Uh, he is extraordinarily smart. Ridiculous. He has the ability to see around the corner no in one terms of what that. might be the challenges we face as a nation or globally. But it doesn't seem that that's getting out and resonating with Americans, with a lot of your supporters. Well, I mean, listen, you've, you're here with me in South Carolina. You saw every room we went in, the numbers of people who are there applauding quite loudly. They're there because they believe in what we're doing and they want to see us continue to do this work. But some Republicans are trying to make the not-so-subtle case that Biden may not make it through the next four years and that their real opponent in 2024 is the vice president. That's right. We cannot afford a President Kamala Harris. That's we right. won't survive it. As Donald Trump barrels towards the GOP nomination, Harris has been ramping up her presence on the campaign trail, by our count, visiting at least 18 states in just the last six months. She's taking a leading role on issues like voting rights and abortion. In this year of our Lord 2024, mm -hmm. the government should not be telling women what to do with their bodies. Both Biden and Harris face negative approval ratings. And though some recent battleground state polls show Harris actually outperforming Biden in hypothetical matchups against Trump, both come up short to the former president. Harris, however, remains confident they will win this race. If it is Donald Trump, we've beat him before and we'll beat him again. But that confidence has even some top Democrats concerned, urging the campaign to be more aggressive. Why not go out and attack Donald Trump, go after his legal challenges? What are you guys waiting for? Well, let me just tell you something. I am of the school that you either run without an opponent or you run scared. <laughs> I have learned Fake that to laugh. be a fact, and that is the way that I feel about any election. So absolutely not. You can't take anything for granted. And we have a duty, a responsibility to earn 
this re-elect. Polling shows Biden and Harris are struggling to sell their accomplishments to the American people. Congressman Jim Clyburn, whose support in South Carolina resuscitated Biden's 2020 campaign, says he's especially concerned about their standing with black voters. How concerned are you that this key constituency may sit this one out? You got to earn the votes. And the votes are going to be earned based on one in a reelect. Have you actually responded to the needs of the community? We have a responsibility to communicate. We've done really good work. You know, she can say that all she wants. That is Vice President Harris, but it, it you got to earn the vote. They should have the support. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge, especially this time of year. So much going on. They always have a nice crowd right there. Full bar, large dining area right there in the lounge easy to get to whether it's lunch or dinner a great meal is waiting for you at the lodge pub and eatery think of this since 1994 that's right celebrating the big anniversary this year i'll see you at the lodge pub and eatery 40 breakneck hill road in lincoln it's my health 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Stop in and see Marie, that historic white church. Shop local, inside, all quality products, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies. They understand quality, integrity. It's my health. It's all about your health. Local products. I say honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. You know, they carry over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas hemp and cbd products and much more natural skincare products stop it and see marie at it's my health 1099 mended road in cumberland it's all about health for you for your family there's vitamins for children all different types of teas all different types of spices boy what a difference it'll make shop local stop it and see the queen of health it's marie and it's my health 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, right in that historic white church. It's all about health. It's all about your health at It's My Health. Check out tepetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, all our links to social media, exclusive stories and videos waiting for you at tepetro.com. AJ, drywall, plaster, home improvement. Call them today for a free quote. You can also find them on Facebook, 401-323-9252. 323-9252. AJ, drywall, plasters, home improvement, frame to finish basements. What a difference it'll make in your basement. Acoustic ceilings. Look how beautiful your ceiling could be. New homes, additions. Also, commercial rehabs, painting, remodeling contact them today it's a family-run business aj drywall plaster home improvements call for a free quote what a difference they'll make in your home your ceilings floors basements 401-323-9252 what a difference beautiful walls and ceilings 401-323-9252 you can also find them on facebook it's AJ Drywall Plaster and Home Improvements for your home or business. <music> 